0: Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show.
0: Welcome to you too, Jason. Well, so I know how you, you like it?
1: Well, like, since you're not expressing niceness towards me, good, good <laughs> afternoon, Alan. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I had a good day. <laughs> And yeah. I'm doing So good. How are you, Jeff? <laughs> Don't you just love it when you're just overlooked? My demeanor is so nicey nicey. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh boy, uh, I'm nicey nicey. You're nicey nicey, y'all. I'm just nicey
2: nicey.
1: Okay. All right. Well, well I tried Mr. to try
2: to start us off really good here, but okay, we kind failed. start to, us uh, again. Yeah, kind of went downhill here. downhill here. Start and, um, all over again, Jason. So, uh, welcome to the Smith and Roland show. It's what is this? Oh, my. <laughs> boomers! It's boomers, boomers, and electronics. <sighs> it's Alan's fault. <laughs> boomers and electronics.
3: <laughs> oh, this is your
2: source for all things Calvinistic. That's right. dispensational. We're starting Catholic. our own. We're starting our own religion. We're going to mix Boy, Calvinism and Catholicism. And yeah, yeah, and
1: with Holstein cows.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's what you I get, Jeff. I just a bomb go off. Did I just hear a bomb go off?
1: <laughs> no, you're not no. in Israel.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. well that's, a,
0: that's for sure. Well,
1: how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good day today this morning, all that? I had a good, good day church. today
1: this morning at church, and yeah. uh, Pastor Steve did a great job. Praise the Lord. Praise so God. So it, it was really good. It was I
0: prayed for Steve I, this he morning. Did a good job. Um, I'm glad that he was able to preach. Mm-hmm. how to bring how to be healing to him yeah well most people
1: maybe don't know but he buried his wife last week yeah, yeah. and uh, she died of uh, cancer battling mm-hmm. two and a half years but she's with the lord now she was what i call healed the, the life of the trip of a lifetime yeah <laughs> they we're were uh, oh, looking right. forward to Yeah, buddy mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy and uh and could be and he preached today did a great job that's
2: yeah great. i thought he did really good that's great
1: I would. I hope I never have to do anything like that. Well, yeah. no, we do too. <laughs> yeah, we do too. Good gosh, <laughs> that, that, that would But he really did do a good job. He and did.
2: But my word, that would be tough. It would be. Yeah. Hard. It's interesting how he was able to convey what faith is. Yeah. Like I felt like I walked away with a greater understanding of what that actually is.
0: Yeah. So, That's what he preached on faith.
1: That was his topic. Yeah, he con- You know, was showing how it was. you continually trusting God. When things don't make sense,
0: mm, yeah, praise yeah. God.
1: Matter of fact, he said that it would cause you to have more faith in God mm-hmm. because you have to trust Him more because yeah, you don't understand.
2: Yeah, That's right. It's like the lack of understanding creates faith. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really cool way he put it. Yeah. That's big.
1: So what do y'all want to do today? Well, we're going to well, do what you, what you what you tell us, Jeff or Jason.
0: You, to had my a, knowledge, you had Jason a, Jason had a video, he Jason had a
1: video of,
2: uh, so this was actually submitted by a viewer oh, for us to watch. Anybody we know? Yeah, uh, Mr. Old at Heart. Mr. Mr. Old at Heart. Yep, he sent cool. this video in, it's a, okay. uh, it's a recent video from Mr. Doug Wilson, he is a pastor in Moscow, Idaho. Great man of the book, he's uh, got a, I really enjoy listening to him speak as well. But um I thought it would be interesting kind of on our um I guess our theme lately has been um dispensationalism, Calvinism, and kind of the uh the different approaches, like the different ways people are I think even interpreting what's going on in Israel right now. Anyway, the video from um from Doug is let's see, what's it called? So is Something a moral, about yeah, a ball paint hammer. Yeah, moral dilemma. That.
0: Um I understood but,
1: moral compass yeah and a ball peen and, hammer. and a ball
0: peen hammer yeah that's the title no, i, I the got idea.
1: the more compass but it took me a while to catch on to this ball peen hammer
0: yeah i caught it later on yeah i, it. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it, it later took me a minute on. to get to the ball peen hammer <laughs> thing yeah but
2: yeah if you if you guys want to watch just the video feel free yeah. to head on over to his his name of his channel is blog and may blog which i think blog is and Mayblog. you'll see the icon there when we start the video but if you, um, his theme is theology that bites back. That's his motto. Or That's his, his motto. Line. That's his tagline on YouTube. Say, say it one more time. The- theology that bites back. It's
0: theology yeah. so that bites back. Kind
2: of a little bit of a, yeah. uh, and I don't know the further, like when I first kind of started listening to Doug was back during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, he was kind of like MacArthur in a way. Uh, he They didn't shut down nothing. And in fact, their church, people just moved there from all over the country.
1: To go join his church. Oh, so he's um, a pastor?
2: He is a pastor. Yep. Who
1: my blog is?
2: Yeah, I've done it. Interesting,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting <laughs> comment about that. I'll, just before, I, I don't want to get us off track here. but
1: Yeah, we haven't got started th- yet. <laughs> them, uh,
0: Jason was saying, either last week, I think, or the week before, we were talking about how he was talking about how the, the reformed movement mm-hmm. and uh, church is growing greatly. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder. They didn't shut down during COVID. Most of the reformed mm-hmm. churches that I know, no, they didn't. And it makes me wonder if that didn't create a wealth of growth mm-hmm. for them. I don't know. I, I'm just, well, I would be interested to know when so, they've experienced their biggest growth
2: spurt. Yeah. Is well, what I guess what I'm so doing. I was talking to uh, Mr. Old at Heart the other day about this particular subject, and I think we both landed on kind of the same answer. Not that anybody really knows what Calvinism maybe is. But a lot of the leaders in the Calvinist group, they're very manly men, mm-hmm. and they're very strong, very strong personalities. And I think that's where a lot of it's coming from. And I, I, I
1: mean, he—that's what he thought, and I, I didn't agree with him there. Well, I thought uh, John MacArthur—he's kind of a wimp, isn't? He? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not sure no, that I would that. say that. Well, <laughs> i was just testing the waters here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going- I would call him a lot of things. That's not
2: one of them. <laughs> but Doug Wilson, I was watching a video from him the other day, and he was—he wanted to be a Christian apologist. What's the thing? The apologist. Apologist. Yeah, that's what he wanted to be. I think he probably is. Uh, that's. But he said, as a young young man, that's what he. What he really wanted to, um, what he wanted to be, but he's a he's a pastor out at I'm trying to find the name of his church. It's a fairly large church. It's Christ Christ Church in Moscow. Mm-hmm. So,
0: anyhow. you know, you, maybe we should not do this. Maybe we should do it. I don't know. But there are five main points to Calvinism. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd
1: say uh, it's called tulip. Tulip, yeah. yeah. Put it, yeah. Let's put it out there because this is basically what. So as we're discussing Calvinism, you and I are coming from that they believe what they're saying here about the tulip.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, right. And I also very quickly would say that a couple of the points of Calvinism I agree with. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. one is total depravity. Mm-hmm. We can agree that that man is totally depraved from mm-hmm. the fall of man. We are totally depraved without God. We have no righteousness in and of ourselves.
2: I'm a shining example.
0: Exactly. As a matter of fact, I think it's in the Bible, look at Jason. Yeah, something like that. If you go to the dictionary, total depravity, picture of Jason right there. So that's how you can draw (laughs) Mm -hmm. that analogy. But total depravity is the first point. Y'all are terrible. (laughs) Listen, we got to get serious here. We got to get serious. Total depravity is the first point of Calvinism. The second one is unconditional election. Mm Mm-hmm. I veer from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, give us, uh,
1: explain it, the definition.
0: Calvinists believe that God selects people to be saved, and he has selected some. They would somewhat deny this, but under unconditional election, that God has unconditionally elected some to be with him and to be saved, mm-hmm. others to not be saved, and it's up to the sovereign will of God. The third point is limited atonement, and I don't believe in that at all. What is it? Limited atonement means that Jesus only died for those that are saved. He didn't die for, for the those world. that are elected. No. So limited atonement is, is the third point of Calvinism. The fourth point of Calvinism, we can debate this a little bit, but in the context with which they believe it, I'm not real, I don't believe it this way, is irresistible grace. Is that when grace is offered to, in their mindset? If grace is offered to the elect,
1: they can't resist it. That's right, because you've been predetermined. Because
0: you've been predetermined. I don't believe that. I believe that what makes Proverbs chapter 1 awful hard to interpret if you, if you believe in irresistible grace. The last point of Calvinism I do agree with, which is the perseverance of the saints. They believe that once you're saved, you're always saved. And I believe that as well. you believe that? Yes, I do believe. Well, that. you'd have to if you're a Calvinist. I mean, if you're a Calvinist, if you believe in election. You, you, if you're a dispensationalist, you believe that too. Yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if yeah, I do, do believe in eternal security. What if you turn into a Democrat? then
1: you never was secure to start <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> y'all just can't pull it off can you you just can't pull it off listen it's jason's if we were, fault
0: if we i'm, I'm sitting, fine and Jason, if, we blah, sitting, blah, blah, blah.
1: if we were sitting in church you would both be corrected um, <laughs> by, you'd be <laughs> hit on the stick if he mm-hmm. was
0: in a Quaker Jay, church. That's why me and Jason don't go to church together. <laughs> so, you know. so me and Old at yeah.
1: Heart was
2: riding down the road the other day, and we're riding through Statesville, and there was one of those stores where you can buy crystals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A big sign for like amethyst. Mm-hmm. I was like, look at that. Well, they're not
1: Calvinists, they're amethyst. <laughs> I don't.
2: <laughs> and
0: there you go, old at
1: heart. Can we and Jason, apologize? And Jason to you doesn't understand why he can't keep friends. I just, no, no.
0: I, let me. Just, has,
1: he has to put a stake tied around his ankle
0: just so his dogs will play with him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've also heard that they set him out on the the beach when he was a little child, and the tide wouldn't even come in. Yeah, so they wouldn't can go. They had to. I can't go to the beach. <laughs> but you know what? For old at heart, let me say old at heart. Some people have a cross to bear. Yours, <laughs> Yours is to hang is out Jason. with Jason. Yeah. That's right. that's right. That's right. I like my joke. <laughs> yeah. But that those are the five points of Calvinism, and that's mm-hmm. just a basic overview of Calvinism. And maybe I shouldn't have said, you know, what I believe and what I don't believe. I believe in, in two points those two points of Calvinism, which is the first point and the last point. I don't agree with their definition. Well you would fail of, of the, the Calvinistic test. Yes, I would. I have other questions about Calvinism that we will. Get but you're to saying that's something But point that's the kind of the five. That's just cardinal. five. Yeah, that's the fundamentals of Calvinism. I don't want people to think that we're like
2: hating on people, other, no. other Christians at all. We are just trying to poke fun just a little
0: bit. Well, I'm not even poking fun. What I'm saying is, is that when it comes to certain things of Scripture, I do believe you. You need to be serious about what you believe in. But Calvinists but, are saved. Yeah, they're well, a Christian. Well, they have you to, just don't agree absolutely. with them. They have to be. They've been elected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about a Calvinist: you'll so, never find a loss. So one. you're saying? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: And, and furthermore, they never they can never be lost.
2: So you're huh? saying that Biden yeah. is a Calvinist? No,
0: Joe Biden—he uh, was elected. I, I was about, popular I was about <laughs> to really get it for all. <laughs> of it. Yeah, you was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's all repent you. and let's move forward. Uh, you i sure repent. <laughs> <laughs> but in this video, we do need to point out that Doug Wilson is mm-hmm. the name of the guy. Yeah. It's and a he, he's a Calvinist. Okay. Yeah. He's a uh, Calvinist.
1: Yeah. He'll tell you all about it, too. Oh, okay. I haven't watched any of his other than this one. Other than Oh, really? This one. No. Uh-uh. Oh, well. Wow. I've seen...
2: Give me one Two or three of them,
1: but he hasn't you seen know. any of mine either so.
2: no that's exactly right I would love to have him on here if you know him
0: if anybody knows him, if anybody knows him. Yeah. and wants to yeah. engineer I, I can I mute
2: you still. <laughs> <laughs>
3: such civilians being murdered in this way, and your reaction is to start talking about root causes, or various forms of whataboutism, or you bring in any other distractions, then even though you may not applaud the depravity directly, you are nevertheless still complicit in it. See, plug and plug. See, a moral
1: compass and the ball peen hammer. Yeah.
3: Introduction. So Hamas launched a surprise attack against Israel, which involved thousands of rockets and a deliberate murdering of civilians, along with the kidnapping of multiple hostages. Counting both sides, to date thousands are injured and hundreds dead. This came just a few weeks after the Biden administration released $6 billion back to Iran, which serves as a funding source for Hamas. And so this attack happening now is probably not a coincidence as a result israel is now in a state of war and because war always brings along with it the fog of war especially in our times an age already bewildered and wandering around in the fog of peace it is important for us to remember certain key things and if we are not in a position to remember these principles then we must recover them we really do need to recover them Some of the conservative Christian hot takes over all this are revelatory and not in a good way. Know your bad guys. The bad guys in this kind of mess should not be hard to identify. If you murder civilians in such a way as to declare to the world that you are absolutely fine with murdering civilians and with the cameras running, then you have also declared to the world your desire to be considered among the damned and depraved. And if you look at the spectacle of such civilians being murdered in this way, and your reaction is to start talking about root causes or various forms of what about or you bring in any other distractions, then even though you may not applaud the depravity directly, you are nevertheless still complicit in it. Grasping this principle Mm, has been made difficult for some by the inflamed state of our modern politics. But that inflammation is itself a symptom of our disease and not an excuse for it. If you then point to what is sure now to be an Israeli invasion of Gaza, in which Israel will very likely go medieval on the leadership of Hamas, and you simply assert a moral equivalence between what Hamas just did and what Israel is about to do, then you are simply revealing that someone, most probably you, has been beating on your moral compass with a ball-peen hammer. Here is why. I am going to explain this carefully as though the point were a subtle one, but we must also at the same time recognize that it is not really a subtle one. There is no real nuance here at all. In order to make my point, I am going to postulate an Israeli war crime perpetrated during this upcoming flattening of Hamas in Gaza i am asserting nothing predicting nothing and accusing no one, up with a But up i'm simply laying yeah. the groundwork for a thought experiment suppose a particular israeli unit was filled with soldiers who were absolutely furious with all palestinians and who found themselves with an opportunity to do to a family of palestinian civilians what had been done in the week prior to a number of israeli civilians say that one of the soldiers had a mother who was killed by a rocket and another one had a sister who had been raped and murdered by hamas so the men in that unit looked both ways and then executed this Palestinian family in cold blood down to the little kids. But in they looked both ways, they failed to see the news drone that caught it all. My point is that when the footage was released, there would be an uproar, and the men involved would all be court-martialed and tried for their war crimes. They would be tried for these crimes by Israel. The fact that some of them had family members who had been brutalized by Hamas would constitute no defense at all nor should it. And so let us change it up a little bit. Say that the murders were not caught on camera, and the bodies were discovered in such a way as to reveal that they'd been summarily executed by somebody, but nobody knew who did it. You would not find various Israeli units quote-unquote claiming responsibility. And this tells you everything you should need to know. If footage of a Hamas outrage were released, the chances are very good that it would have been released by Hamas. And if the specific criminals involved were identified, those men would not be tried for their behavior, but rather lionized. If you tried to shame some Hamas spokesman with the incident, he would just shrug. He would say that killing Jews was the point, and if you did not know that by now, you should probably give up on a career of news reporting. He would look into your camera and say that the point of everything they were currently doing was dead Jews. Anything else would be mission drift. And you sitting there with your ball peen hammer wouldn't know what to say. But you should know what to say. Wickedness is wickedness. Hammer or no hammer. Seeing Red. Stop
1: right there, Jay. Now he's going into Seeing Red. The title, I've got the segments here. Mm -hmm. The first title was A Moral Compass and a Ball Peen Hammer. And then the second one we just watched was Know Your Bad Guys. So he was bringing in, he's trying to make, uh, I think in his outline here, of who's the bad guys are. And then it appears to me that he's kind of putting Israel and Hamas in the same, well, he came up with a hypothetical, mm-hmm. kind of trying to be... Somewhat prophetic of this is what's probably going to happen. Yes, and <laughs> in, in Hamas, with going into to Gaza, mm-hmm. which is a, a dangerous. Well, I mean, he's putting himself out there on a limb, and so my heart goes out to him for that. But it is a. I think he's. My takeaway was he's trying to set up this idea that the Israel is under a different mindset than Hamas. Hamas yes. is hates yeah. Jews. Mm-hmm. And the Jews are going by a moral compass somewhat that's going he's going to shoot it back here in a little bit back yeah. to the founding fathers of uh,
0: yeah I had first of all he reveals his mindset, I think mm-hmm. early on when he makes a statement that really is well just wrong. he says that there is such things being under the fog of war- mm-hmm. which can create certain activities from people being that they in would fog do of war. things you normally wouldn't mm-hmm. do. But he made the statement that we've been under a fog of peace when, in fact, America's been in a 25-year war with Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to say we're in a fog of peace unless you alienate yourself from the activities of your own country in a foreign field. Mm -hmm. So he's isolating himself, which... A lot of Americans do. In other words, if a bomb's not dropping in my backyard, then what is it to me? Mm-hmm. That seems to be the mindset of a lot of yeah. people.
2: Well, I mean, it's um, kind of hard to have anything other than that because we haven't, we have never had that type of, we've never had war here on our soil, in our, in anybody alive's generation, really.
0: I would say, uh, I, I mean, would as far as like
2: bombs that, falling out of the sky outside of nine eleven.
0: Yeah, I would say. Well, but I would say that nine eleven changed everything. It did. It changed everything because, especially in light of biblical scripture and the biblical narrative, it changed everything in the fact that the entire world, whether they want to agree with it or not, whether they want to embrace it or not, the entire world has been at some to some degree in war mm-hmm. with terrorist organizations everywhere. Well, you see, what do you say um, too, to though,
1: to set it up the stage up in is with Israel and the Gaza Strip there. Mm-hmm. Hamas in the last I forget how many years, but I saw the number. I forget the years eight, five, ten, or something. We know that they've sh- shot over five thousand missiles in the last two weeks. Right. They're saying over a total of ten thousand in the last five years or so. Yeah. That Hamas has shot into to Israel. To Israel. So it's not just like they started. Yeah, this a couple is weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, right. They've been doing right. it, and that's the reason they put the Iron Dome up. Yeah which does its deal in trying to protect them. Israel's not shooting, hadn't been shooting 10,000 missiles into Hamas. So, I mean, into into Gaza. So somewhere, and I understand, you know, the idea is, all right, if you're Christian, are you supposed to kill somebody? If you're Christian, are you supposed to go to war? Because there's two mindsets here, even in the Christian church. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can tell you is if somebody comes in my backyard and starts killing my wife and my kids, I'm going to kill them if I can. I'm just, you know, whether I should or shouldn't, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just a normal instinct that's in me. Well, now to say somebody needs to operate under the Geneva Convention, it <laughs> was <which> somebody shoot <laughs> right. my, my wife. Yeah. Now, I didn't go shoot theirs. I know we've made a hypothetical situation, yeah. which he was setting up a hypothetical that you would have revenge on somebody.
2: Right. And well, I'm not
1: so sure I'd have revenge, but I wouldn't want him yeah. to keep coming back and doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the biggest things he was trying to do
2: in that segment right there was set up the idea that those two things may happen, but the response from either party is going to be totally different. Well, so yeah. Israel is going to say that's not okay. Those people are going to be tried for war crimes, for one. On the other side, it's just everyday life. That's what they're supposed to do.
0: Well, they're
1: yeah, they're yeah,
0: so ideas. But I got to say, I got to say, it's under the wrong presupposition to make that analogy. And here's why Hamas is a terrorist group that is in governmental control of, mm-hmm. of the Palestinians in the Gaza And mm-hmm. they're there because the majority of the Palestinian people voted them in. 40% of the Palestinian citizens in the Gaza Strip, 40% believe that it's okay for suicide bombers to carry out their missions. Mm-hmm. 40% of them. When Israel goes into Gaza... And there are all of these people Mm -hmm. who want to attribute war crimes to Israel for killing a, what is called a civilian. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't know whether they're a civilian or not. It's kind of like Vietnam. That's why 9-11 changed everything. Mm -hmm. It's not like that uh, the terrorists are wearing uniforms with T on them. You can't distinguish between them because it's an ideological war. It's a religious war. Now, to make the assumption that all war is wicked, I think we can agree that all war is an act of violence. We can say all war is a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but it's real hard to say all war is wicked when God gave instructions to Israel to go to war. Which usually uh, to deal with wickedness. Uh, exactly. That's the point. So mm-hmm. so to make a parallel is impossible. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, this when I, hypothetical is, when I listen, is, is a yeah. dangerous hypothetical.
2: When I listen to what he's saying, I have seen an unreal amount of Christians taking up. Now, I'm not saying whether right or wrong. Mm-hmm. There's basically defending the Palestinians, mm-hmm. I mean, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They usually they are more the on Bible. the. They're usually mm-hmm. on the more liberal side. Yeah, of Yeah, they don't know the Bible, but they t- they're taking up for the Palestinians saying Israel's wrong. You know, yeah. for well, for they're saying
1: they're saying Israel but took their lands. What you're that's saying. that's right. that's the assumption. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: saying for the last seventy-five years, Palestinian mm-hmm. people have been kicked yeah. out of their lands. That's and, what they're, they're so saying. I just wonder if some of what he's
2: saying here is maybe directed towards those people just a thought mm,
0: could be uh, he should have yeah, clarified clarified that, but. Yeah. but i will yeah, you know this video is short but let's do this right quick okay we need to make a strong statement here that the land of israel belongs to god it's god's land what's got israel in trouble since 48 is yeah. listening to the noise of the rest of the world that says if you'll give away some of your land to the palestinians then you can live at mm-hmm. peace mm-hmm. well that's proven to be not true yeah and furthermore, it wasn't their land to give away. If someone's going to give you their, their land, the owner has to give the land. That's mm-hmm. God's land. God bordered it out in the Word under the land covenant of the Old Testament. That hasn't changed. They keep giving it away. And, and you cannot give away God's land. God bordered the land, and he gave the Jews a lease to it.
1: Mm-hmm. We say they had Gaza until when?
0: Well, uh, When did they give it over? Was in 67? I think 67. They, When Egypt and All Syria right. and Lebanon went to war against Israel, it was a six-day war, mm-hmm. and at the end of the war, Israel had more land than what they started with. That included the Gaza Strip right. and the West Bank. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got this strip of land called Israel. You've got the Gaza Strip. Two and a half million Palestinians live in the West Bank. I think there's like four to five million Palestinians. I may be off on my mm-hmm. numbers, but not too far. So you've got about seven and a half million Palestinians mm-hmm. living on the north side and the, and the south side of Israel, and in the middle of the of the land of Israel, you have got nine million Jews. Mm-hmm. Well, since 48 rolled around, you know this, I, and I think this needs to be said because he's a Calvinist, mm-hmm. just for the sake of clarity. So, we, you know, so we're so we sure he's a Calvinist? I know he's he a is, Calvinist, yeah. yeah. Okay. I did, now, we're, I not, do, we're not saying, I'm that not saying that's that's good bad. Or bad. I'm not no, saying it's bad. Yeah, I'm bad. not saying it's bad, but I do know that this makes a difference in, your in some of Calvinist people that are out there. God, since 1948, has actively had two programs up and running at the same time, one mm-hmm. program for the church, one program for Israel there's two different programs. They're two distinct programs. Mm-hmm. And they are both still operational. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that viewpoint, then you have to go to another place where the church replaces Israel. Mm-hmm. And, if and there is no Israel. And there is no Israel. Mm-hmm. So if you arrive at a place where there is no Israel, then Israel becomes just a common country like everybody else's country. Mm-hmm. And it's not that way. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is greater impact on the world from the land of Israel because of God's program to Israel mm-hmm. than there is from any other country. You, see,
1: you, you, you can't break hermeneutical skills, really, but when you say, when God says something, he's locked into what he said. That's right. So if he calls Israel his chosen people, guess what? They're his chosen people. They're just as locked in as they can be, to be and, and whatever God said, <laughs> then, it was, and, and it, it is, still, and it's going to be. It's be. Yeah. So anytime you see people trying to say God changed his mind... That's right. Then you're you're not understanding something. because God says something one time, He doesn't have to rethink it. It works yeah. from now through eternity. So real- that's one thing that's good in Bible study.
2: Yeah, I've met some people that made me wonder if you made a mistake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well
2: But
0: you know why, Alan? <laughs> would it not be hard to believe in the perseverance of the saints and then turn around and say, Well, but God has chosen to disband Israel to dis. Deselect them. Well, I, I mean, I guess well, for he,
2: 2,000 years, it was pretty easy to, to say that the church was Israel. That's been a really easy thing to do until they are.
1: Well, unless well, you the Bible. Word, well the word of God right. says that, that they're blinded it didn't say mm-hmm. that they're not
0: no and it also and, the, and, the book teaches us that Israel would be dispersed and they were it did and it's
1: in and God, off, God, it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's in Acts 28: 28, 28 Paul said you know that he, that there would be this dispersement they would say they would be so against God that they would be like that they're not even his people but yeah. there again it doesn't change the fact that they are and then Paul prayed that all of Israel would, would be, be saved.
0: saved. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, come on. So you violate what I'm saying.
1: you got to carry the same The principles got to run all the way, all through. All the way
0: through. <laughs> through the scriptures for it to be right. Mm-hmm. And if and there's violation, then, then your principles. And run.
1: a lot of the, your Calvinist and even covenant theology tends to take scripture and make allegories out of everything. So how could you tell if yeah, you were doing right. that or not? That's right. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't. See, we're dispensational. So we're more, Jeff and I, we're more dispensational. And so therefore we take basically everything literally. We understand symbols. We understand yeah. types. We understand uh, yeah, all the those thing, things. Yeah, that's right. It's not saying that you don't. It being more of a dispensational mindset and understanding of Scripture. But to make an allegory then to say I can make it mean whatever I want it to mean, When I got up this morning, I don't sound in the world that you could agree on anything.
0: Well, you can't. I I was meeting with a a guy Saturday Mm -hmm. that's preparing to preach. He's just now starting to preach, right? And I was was telling him there is the letter of the word, and then there is the spirit of the word. The letter of the word is literal. God meant Mm -hmm. what he said. It's written down in his book, and we can take it literally. That does not mean that the Holy Spirit can't speak to you something out of that for a practical application. The Old Mm -hmm. Testament was written for our learning. So there is that, but the literal context of it is still there. Mm -hmm. And the way you can really tell if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you from the word is if if it violates the literal context, Mm -hmm. it's not from God. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't violate the literal context, you probably heard from the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so we was going through that. And when he begins to make this analogy between uh, Hamas and Israel, what if Israel done what Hamas done? It's real hard. That's you got to make so many assumptions, and it's revelatory to the fact that he believes that Israel is just another country like everybody else's country, well, I think which he, you have to go there if well, yeah, you believe in a replacement theology, you and I understand to. that. I do. Well, he
1: goes into this next segment. He calls it Seeing Red. Mm-hmm. And I think what he's leading into, mm-hmm. okay, is seeing red means, all right, I'm hot, I'm mad. And so it goes into that, what you said. Okay. You'll do things during war
0: that you normally would. with. That's Israel. right.
2: Okay. Yeah, and Olden Heart just said on YouTube, so all Israelites are predestined. They should look up John Calvin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're, oddly enough. Yeah, okay. Go. Yeah, let's, yeah. We'll, 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 call, we'll
3: yeah. All this inability to make this distinction a moral blindness. But such blindness can come through various causes. The ancients said that anger is a brief madness. There are people who go blind who see red when a martial fit is upon them. They do things they would never do in ordinary circumstances. This is not exculpatory in any way because we are still responsible for what we do in whatever condition we are in. But it nevertheless happens. Mm -hmm. This is why civilized armies need to be careful to police their own. But when they police their own, by what standard? And where does that standard come from? Why and who says? More on this in a minute. Another cause of blinkered reactions is ideological. A person is so accustomed to dropping every political issue into the slots of his particular concerns that when something like this happens, he just moves seamlessly into a different subject, which happens to be his issue. His talking points are the constant, and the outrages that are happening get woven into his talking points. And it really doesn't matter whether or not I agree with him on that different subject. I happen to believe that it is perverse that our federal government is more concerned about the integrity of Ukraine's border than they are about the U.S. border. Amen. But I'll how would that go. make the Russians yeah, the agree good agree with guys. Him here. And an intelligent person could believe that more of our resources should be deployed to the Texas border than to the border between Gaza and Israel. But how would that make Hamas any less wicked? Mm-hmm. You can stop That's making right. excuses for Biden without starting to make excuses for Hamas. And it doesn't help if the talking points are evangelistic in nature. If we were all to be shocked by a macabre set of murders that happened in Connecticut, and somebody online started to say things like, Well, the victims probably weren't Christians, and the judgments of God are inscrutable, the only conclusion I would draw is that we had found ourselves an evangelist with a tin ear and a tongue like a brick, relativism in the just <laughs> war tradition. But what if someone Now, this dead? is important.
1: Yeah. Continue. He, he's just explained. I mean, I don't agree. With I, I agree.
0: Can we can we just pause to say? <laughs> yeah, we need to uh, agree with him. I don't. I don't want to uh, ch- again change the topic. I totally agree w- with the fact that we we should be concerned with our border. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with the fact because whether we well, it's already now being reported that there are Hamas terrorists that have <laughs> crossed the border. So we could be experiencing some of what. Well, it is uh, a
1: good point. You know, we're helping. Ukraine with their border. Now we happened to Israel with their border? And and, and ours we, is wide we, open. We, and ours is wide open there. And, and I gotta say, I believe that old, old ox got more on right on up there. The, didn't
2: it? See, more on I mean, right on right on but up. America's more like come one, come all. Ukraine's like no, 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 no don't come.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sorry. no. no.
1: Uh, Biden's like yeah, come that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but and another point that I agree, I do agree with him on that we didn't get to talk about. Mm-hmm. But and I preached a little bit about this this morning. He said that the Biden administration had given $6 billion Mm -hmm. to Iran, which we know is supporting Hamas, Hezbollah. Iran was in on the uh, planning phases of this. Mm -hmm. Some have conjectured that they've been planning this for a couple of years. I would say that as soon as Trump got out of office, they started planning it. The reason I say that is because the money thing goes a little deeper. There is a lawsuit now from a sitting congressman mm-hmm. against the Biden administration because under the Trump administration he had ceased all Palestinian aid money mm-hmm. and when because of Hamas being in control a terrorist group was now their government mm-hmm. and so he, Trump cut off all money's going to yeah, the Palestinians. Yeah, but it, it was close to 100
1: billion, wasn't it? I mean, uh, it wasn't I, I don't no six. It was way up, up there. there. Um, but
0: I know that when Joe Biden took office, he reinstituted right. that payment and then give the Palestinians directly 500 million in back pay. That's right. How do you so, get on this program? <laughs> yeah, well, apparently all you got to do is be a terrorist, and our government will pay you for it. No, that's right. But so I agree with him on, on that. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something to consider. If the covenants of God are sure and America has funded with our money Mm -hmm. the war against Israel, it'll be America's money that will come under the curse of God based on the Abrahamic covenant. So we can expect more economic Mm -hmm. downfall as a result of this because we're funding that war Mm -hmm. effort. And some have even said that the weapons that we left in Afghanistan are part of the weaponry yep. that Hamas and Hezbollah using. are using. Okay, so people can say all they want to. Again, conspiracies are now proven out to be more true than what was has been actually reported over the last twenty-five years. This seems odd to me that uh, President would pull out soldiers out of a, a foreign country that's in war and not bring the weapons home. It mm. would cost too much. What idiot <laughs> would do such a foolish thing? And almost brag about doing it, and then we end up where we're at. So I agree with him mm-hmm. on our hands are not innocent in all of this. Mm-hmm. So
2: Iran is that Iran is that where Force comes from? Will you help uh, straighten out Jason? Yeah. Did he He's say? your friend. We're he said, at, I, I, about Force Gun. Iran is that where Force
1: Gump is from? <laughs> Let's let uh, us just, just agree with him. Yes, Jason.
2: Yes, yes,
0: yes Jason. That's where force comes from. Sure.
3: I thought so. <laughs> just war tradition began in the West and that Muslims are not heirs of that tradition. Augustine began wrestling with the issue because in the centuries prior, Christians had simply been the persecuted and did not need to worry about how Christ would have them deploy force. But after Theodosius made Christianity the religion of the empire, and the use of force became an option for professing Christians, they had a significant problem to figure out. What did the servants of the Prince of Peace do with this sword in their hands? Augustine stepped in and supplied a number of principles that Christians would need to remember, both ad bellum and in bello. What would justify going to war in the first place, and what principles should govern our conduct once the fighting had started? so what about this objection this just war standard is a standard that begins with christianity and the muslims are not christians the customs of the west the geneva convention can trace its genesis back to augustine are not the customs of islam so there This actually illustrates, and very nicely too, why we cannot adopt a humanistic approach to ethics. And the lameness of relativism applies to geopolitical ethics as much as to any other kind of ethics. Moreover, the vacuity of relativism is thrown into high relief by the fact that massive amounts of bloodshed are involved, and all the relativists can do is stammer and look around awkwardly. Our source of ethics has to come from outside the world. If there is not a transcendental foundation for right and wrong, one that outranks every human culture, one that overarches all of them, regardless of their traditions, then everything really is relative. Some societies are cannibalistic and some of them are not. Some of them encourage atrocities against the enemy and others do not. Some of them sacrifice thousands of victims on tops of pyramids and some don't. Tomato, tomato. Speaking of victims on top of pyramids, my son in one of his novels portrayed the Aztec outrages as outrages and had a battle with one of his editors over it. Relativism, a bastard stepchild of secularism, is really not in the position to condemn anything. Well, actually, they can condemn one thing, which would be any authoritative word from outside the world telling them to stop being so silly. So, according to the Christian faith, a member of Hamas who gives way to his hatred and who commits atrocities against Jews simply because they are Jews is going to be condemned for his atrocities at the last day by Almighty God. That's true. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels, and then He shall reward every man according to His works. Matthew sixteen twenty-seven. Christ will judge every man, and not just the Christians. Christ will occupy the judgment seat, and all the nations of men will assemble before Him. Quote, And before Him shall be gathered all nations. Matthew twenty-five thirty-two. Christ will judge every Hindu, every Buddhist, every atheist, every agnostic, every Muslim, every Christian, and every Jew. His seat of authority is outside the world, and His dominion extends over every nation. We know that Christ will judge every man, and not just the Christians, because God has given us proof of His authority by raising Him from the dead. Because Christ rose, we know that He has the authority to evaluate and weigh the deeds of every man. Because He hath appointed a day in the which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom He hath ordained, whereof He hath given assurance unto all men in that He hath raised Him from the dead. 17:31. What this means is that when the last day arrives, one of the first things that will blow away, like wisps of smoke in a gale, is all our vaunted religious pluralism. Not only will it not constitute any defense of any of our sins then, for every mouth will in fact be stopped, but it will also be revealed that this pluralism of ours was always a sham, always a shift, and always an evasion. Another way of putting this is that Muslims are not justified in their behavior simply because they can point to a passage in the Quran. There are such passages, but pointing to them will avail nothing. The man who gave them the Qur'an will also be standing before the judge of the whole earth as well. Muslims will discover at that time that Allah is not the true God and that their warrant for hatred that they thought they possessed from Him was not a valid warrant at all. All of that was forbidden by the true God, the one who will do the actual judging. The reason why people retreat into cultural relativism is because they do not understand the God of the Bible. His authority is absolute. And so, the fact that these Muslims do not trace their understanding of war back to Augustine is their failure, not their excuse. Be careful what you deify. Although oh, Israel is located that. in the Middle East, they are still in effect.
1: There you go. I'm in total agreement with him on the fact that Jesus, you know, he will judge it all at the end. That's not my problem. My problem is, I'm thinking some of those Israelis are going to believe they're the ones are supposed to send them on. Meet Jesus. I think I, I, I think there lies our problem that we're discussing. There lies uh, I the mean, great situation. There's a big gulf between now <laughs> and then uh, yeah. that we're, we're, we're kind of battling. That's with right. Here.
0: That's right. But you know, he
1: talks about how. I agree with him, though. Like,
0: I agree with him on that. Yeah. I do, too. I'd have to say, though, there's a lot of Christians that are against war because of killing. And the Scripture says, Thou shalt not kill. But the Scripture doesn't say, Thou shalt not kill. It actually says, Thou shalt not murder. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between war and murder. Some would say, some would debate that. Some mm-hmm. would say it's not true. I firmly believe there is a difference between killing and murder. Well, that King David, he he got
1: more than one thing wrong then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. All yeah. All I can tell you.
0: Uh, I do know this. There was a lot of people, a lot of born-again believers in the military when I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And there was always that possibility you're going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. and But in the defense of your country, I don't believe that that's, that that's murder. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think that you can find a reference in the scripture that would say that it is. But mm-hmm. well, uh, see,
1: some Christians, some camps would disagree with you. They'd yeah, they are not and supposed I, to take I up arms. I, I understand. I do understand
0: that there's there's those. And that that's maybe
1: me. true. Yeah. I'm just not there yeah. yet.
0: Well, no, I'm not there. And uh, matter of fact, from, I think Jason from what I might be there. Jason. Jason's there. He does yeah, not he does carry weapons. weapons. He doesn't he carry does weapons. Not, no, he doesn't. No. Have he ain't even got a <laughs> weapon with him now. And, but <laughs> I'll say. No, I'm just uh, hoping it
1: doesn't fall out of the chair and we all get shot somehow. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
0: Which is a distinct possibility <laughs> dealing with Jason. But you know what? Jesus is not that way neither. Mm-hmm. When he comes at Armageddon, it's they, ain't, it ain't going to be pretty. It's not pretty. At the end of the kingdom age, that war
1: it's not gonna doesn't be pretty.
0: pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, fire comes down from heaven and devours the entire army that Satan has built at the end of the kingdom age. So there you have to look at Scripture all the way through, carry a principle mm-hmm. all the way through. Do you even not think it,
1: doesn't it allow, perhaps, I don't know, mm-hmm. guys, but, I mean, God puts everybody in the body where it pleases Him. We're not all penguins. We're not supposed to all be stamped out that we look just alike. Yeah. I have no problem with the Mother Teresa's. No, I don't either. I, I, no, I do not neither. but I don't yeah. do I think everybody's supposed to be stamped out in a mother Teresa I, no I don't I think she was true evidently yeah uh, we're all trying to be true I'm stamped out I'm more of a warrior than I am a <laughs> I kind of report I'm serving Christ you know and yeah and I get all this stuff uh, I'm just more of a warrior mindset I'm not saying that I'm not for peace and all the above but I believe in being if it's any militancy
0: it would be with the word of God. Yeah, to say what the word of God says. That's right. Yeah, I I agree with that. I also believe that if someone came in and took my children or my grandchildren mm-hmm. and beheaded them, and they're standing in front of me, mm-hmm. I would love to say that I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'd love to say that, and hopefully I would. Yeah, and look then I would shoot look at me. I know you can. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you about the one you're getting ready to meet. Yeah, I'm, I, I want you to be prepared to meet God because you're fixing to. But, but I agree with you that, that God's placed the all in the body as it pleases Him. Mm-hmm. And I do believe there are some that are merciful and compassion, mm-hmm. compassionate. And then there's others placed in the body for different functions. I, I believe I, I do believe that. However, I would say that we're living in times now, especially spiritually, spiritually. Mm-hmm we're at war
4: we're Mm -hmm. at war here Mm
0: -hmm. and the spiritual warfare is if i can say this this is going to be horrible i don't think that a lot of people would agree with with me on this but i i do believe that if we could really see in the spirit the spiritual warfare is just as heinous Mm -hmm. as what we have seen Hamas do to some of Mm -hmm. the israelites and that's hard to say. That's hard to say after hearing of of, mm-hmm. of how they've decapitated babies, and kidnapped grandmothers and grandfathers, and raped women, and all of the atrocities that has been going on for some time, as you stated. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know,
1: and I think it's. You know. I'm glad that we did have what he was referring to as the just war tradition. You know, that you kind of. Well, of course, I think that's what the Geneva you know conventions all about or built around. Yeah. Is the just war and saying that it's not cool to kill civilians, and all, even though that doesn't always happen, but at least you have some moral compass about it. And I'm glad I'm glad that that is out there myself. To ha- I'm not saying everybody's going to go by it. And, Of course, Hamas is not going to, and the darkness is not going to go by it. You but know. it doesn't mean that you have to. And I get his point. Doesn't mean you have to be like Hamas mm. either. I get that. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm with him on that. And I would. But there's there's another reason to stop them and that is you don't even have to have an attitude towards them but i'm sure you'd have a little bit of one if it killed your family yeah but it's not that you have to have an attitude it's okay to say okay if you've done this to my family you'll come over here and do it to my neighbor's yes, family so absolutely. we got to stop
0: you somewhere. we got to stop somewhere
1: somewhere this has got to stop uh, and we, that yeah. and that's just not a that doesn't happen to be i want to get even mentality that means i mean you came to my house you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's that's like what? oh uh I heard Medea say one time, it's, it's telling her grandchildren they don't need to... Don't get in the shark's house. Don't get in the shark's house. She yeah. he's talking yeah. about he's going to the beach. She said, you don't
0: need to go get in no shark's house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you know, we was talking a minute ago about how 9-11 has changed things right? in Ukraine. This is documented. However you land on that war, that conflict, hospitals there have been bombed. Mm-hmm. Schools have been bombed.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And at one time during war... That wouldn't have been done, mm-hmm. but it is now. Well, it's trying uh, to use. Nine Eleven did release something on the world. On the uh, on the world. And well, it's fear. It yes, it's, it's fear. Absolutely. it's fear. It's using fear. It's a tactic. Yeah. a
1: tactic of war. That's right. It, That's is, exactly right. And we right. know where that comes from. Absolutely.
2: Well, it goes to show. Yeah. I mean, like um, the Hamas, what they're doing is they're putting their they're putting their people in schools, hospitals. Yes because they know we're not going to we're not going to blow up some hospital full of civilians well, well a lot of
0: people they might they surprised. surprise a lot, of, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, but a lot this, of people but you
2: know what i'm saying like yeah.
1: as a whole we don't go do yeah. target right. civilian yeah. headquarters well a lot of people had trouble with israel gave the order for everybody in the gaza strip to go south because they were fixing to come in i personally think that was awful nice of them and i understand they're thinking hamas of course nobody even thought that but you know Okay, Hamas is going to stay and everybody's not. Hamas is going to go south. We know that's not happening. Hamas Mm -hmm. will go with them to south. But what they were actually after is to go in there and they got all these underground tunnels and they were thinking, too, that some of the hostages might be left and some of these things. And so they were trying to get them to move. And now they're going to go in there and clean it up because the tunnel system, which I've seen on news, whether it's true or not, who knows, appears to be. Is just as extravagant of the, what they have underground. Like so, 300 miles. Yeah, yeah. It's tons. just, just it's really, unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, hmm. they're telling them, I think, to move. We're going to go in there and clean it up and see what we've got. And they've even said, you will return. You know, just let us get in there. We're going to clean all this mess up. Yeah. And then we'll let you return. So I, I don't know if that wasn't a little bit of a humane way to do it. Well, yeah. they're saying that whoever's left behind, <laughs> you're probably going to die. Yes, exactly. You know, if you
2: don't leave. Yeah, they did say. You're that. probably here for... You know. They did say that. They yeah, said if you're you don't going to die.
0: An important fact here that I don't want us to lose sight of is this war is different than any conflict I've seen with Israel in my lifetime and I, yes, I think yours as well. This is different. This one is different. So to make objective analysis based on what has happened in times past with Israel mm-hmm. since 48 up to now, I think it's going to be wrong okay. because this is not, this is different. This, this is, this different. war is different. I happen to believe this is the beginning
4: mm-hmm.
0: of Ezekiel 38. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I believe it's the beginning of it. I think the conflict that we're seeing in Israel now will bring about, bring us to the rapture of the church either sometime during this conflict or at the conclusion of this conflict. Mm-hmm. I believe that, that it will be with us until the Lord comes back. I happen to believe that. Now, I, I'm not saying that I can prove that, mm-hmm. but I have reasons for which certain, I believe that. If,
1: if It it would fit like a glove.
2: I
0: mean, it absolutely would fit like a glove. Now, one and thing it, I don't
1: understand, mm-hmm. too, and we'll need to finish this up, I'm sure, on how much time we got left. to you, James? Not much. Okay. Is I don't... I think that we come from a standpoint, maybe we don't, but I mean, I do, that I don't, I see Israel as being in the land that God gave them. Yes. I don't see Israel just like any other country. No, I don't either. So, uh, and I'm going from the premise that God gave them that land and they were scattered 2,000 years ago. Now right. they've come back into it. Yeah. And, but we know now the Palestinians were there. They, were, they had airports, and they had all kinds of stuff going on and, mm-hmm. and would appear to have been doing pretty good for themselves. And then mm-hmm. now we got Israel's there now as a nation, and I get I get why there's maybe differences of opinion. But now here's the reason I'm saying it's definitely run spiritual here. They have an absolute hatred for Israel. Yes. Now, there's one thing to have disagreements, and there's another one to have a hatred. Yes. Now, that hatred is it runs deep, huge. And we know that Hamas and Hezbollah is what we're told is funded through Iran. Yes. Basically, Hamas is carrying out the whims of Iran. Mm -hmm. And we know that Russia is the one that Iran kind of answers to. There you go. So, you can't leave that out <laughs> I mean, and so that something has to be considered that has to be considered and the reason i'm bringing that up is based off of what you said about in ezekiel yeah that uh you we've got we mentioned this other day jeff where it looks like you've got globalism yeah you know you got the what i call globalism is really the yuppies of the world globalism is kind of the preppies of the world And if i hurt your feelings just so be it i guess yeah. but the globalists are thinks of themselves as the elitist, uh, the yeah. smartest people on the globe. Yes. Because we're smart yeah. more and we got it, to go with most told. money and we yeah. and, and right. we wear a sweater over our backs and tie it in the front. <laughs> and we call ourselves Skippy and Chip <laughs> and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't hold I good. Did, you. You couldn't. I was trying. You were. you doing good too. Oh, I might add. Yeah, it was choking me though. It's coming up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. You kind of got now. I mean, I'm just throwing this out. You kind of like we got two groups of people. So we got this globalist mindset, and you don't want to eat lettuce. That's that. A, turkey so <laughs> so, so you, I got, you got, you got the, couldn't <laughs> <old. I couldn't laughs> so you got this globalist mindset out there and new world order and yada 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 but then you got china over here pretty good size outfit
0: yeah pretty you got good. russia they're not mm-hmm. nothing to
1: sneeze at uh, uh. then you got all of these countries around israel in the of the east here all, all of these countries islamic nations they don't give a rip about climate they should care less about climate you talk change. climate change you will say climate who no that's right you
2: Say climate change, they'll say, "Okay, I burn more plastic." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's right. So we got in
1: the yeah. world to think that globalism is going to take over China and Russia. I'm, I'm just saying, China and Russia is more biblical yeah. than all this other stuff. Except, mm-hmm. I wonder, we've got these two
0: minds, we've got these two camps out there, and both of them's evil. Both of them's evil. Uh, yeah, they are. We were talking about this the other day, and I said one's dark and one's darker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I believe that. Mm. And you're exactly right. The convergence of all of this stuff has been building an in intense. See, I actually do believe this. We talked about this one time, and we I've said it to several people, and I've watched, and it's like, yeah, that's good. And then they just go on like, you know, they're watching Bugs Bunny or something. But when God speaks a word to the earth, it becomes active right then. That's right then. Right then. And it builds in intensity all the way till its fulfillment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I just believe that. Mm-hmm. So when God spoke Ezekiel 38 and 39, mm-hmm. it's been building in intensity mm-hmm. ever since. It was active then. Until it comes into its fullness. And it'll come into its fullness. And, and I believe that is how it happens. Listen, salvation's that way. Mm-hmm. We get saved, and we are eternally right then in the eyes of God glorified. Already perfect. God so, sees us you as sound perfect. like a Calvinist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I am in this point. <laughs> I believe it <laughs> I with Lord. all my heart. Uh, I was saved. I'm being saved. Hopefully I'm more saved today than I was yesterday. I, I, I hope In I your am. soul. And can I tell you this? One day I shall be saved. Mm-hmm. And it's an intensity that, that keeps builds. Building. And when the, when the book of Revelation was spoken in AD 96, mm-hmm just for those for the record 80 <laughs> what uh, <laughs> not 76 no right. 90s 8090 90 96 since that time it's been building in intensity now, all the way till its fulfillment yeah. just for the record talking about china revelation 16 says the the river euphrates will be dried up for the kingdom uh, of the east yeah. have you seen have you noticed the river euphrates lately it's dried up it Wasn't me. when I was a kid he is now yeah you can drive a whole military machinery right across, right it. across the, the banks of the, Not in the, the you well. and that's right so I'm saying that we're seeing these fulfillments mm-hmm. and and everybody's going about their life like oh yeah it's all right everything's fine ever no this, is different. This, this is, is different this is this is different and this is a different war mm, it's a different war that's that's yeah.
2: you know I wonder if uh, if Jeff could grow hair if he would be sitting around a campfire
1: singing I can answer that. I've known that man for 40 years now. Wouldn't be doing it. I knew him back when he had hair. You did. Did you, Yeah, Yeah, you did. I did. And I will tell you this. He's the same man <laughs> as he was 40 years ago. <laughs> he, he's the same. He this blesses his heart. I don't know. He, you're I, not what he, he never takes anybody.
0: anybody. Uh, no, I'm, I'm supposed to more saved now than I was when I had hair. He,
1: he he knows the need of salvation more now than he ever has. <laughs> is
0: there any is there
1: any more? There, yeah, any there's more this video? three minutes. Let's do it.
3: The Western nation. This includes not just their virtues, but also their sins and failures. They, together with other nations in the West, are still able to identify war crimes as war crimes. But they, also together with all the secular nations, are unable to give a satisfactory explanation as to why war crimes should be considered crimes at all. Because of this inability, they have no transcendent word, they have to rely on shock for whatever sympathy they get. But as we are seeing, the shock soon wears off. And as we might anticipate, in the next few days, there will be shocking images coming out of Gaza, too. And for the depraved, the shock can even become a recruiting tool for Hamas. Shock is no substitute for transcendent authority. Israel has no more right to their secular state than anyone else has a right she to a got, secular mm-hmm. state. I, I mm-hmm. way Any disagree with that. State, including Israel, has no transcendent reality to point to in order to I can say crimes.
1: Would say that. Like yeah, those they have currently
3: to. Being committed against them by Hamas. The fact that the crimes are being committed against Israel doesn't solve the problem. Why is this behavior by Hamas wrong? By what standard is it to be condemned? Who says? And remember, Kant is dead now. If there is no God above our geopolitical turmoil, then our geopolitical turmoil has become God. And if our geopolitical turmoil is God, then we just have to let Israel and Hamas fight it out, like two dogs fighting over a piece of meat. If that is the standard, then Israel will take this one. But never forget that the Middle East is crammed full of hungry dogs. Going back to a point made earlier, it is not enough simply to avoid moral blindness. Because we are created in the image of God and are reasoning creatures, we have to be able to give an accounting for the moral judgments we make. And this should be a simple test case. Can you condemn the behavior of Hamas? Period. Stop. It should be an occasion of dismay that there are quite a few in the West who cannot bring themselves even to do that. But there are even more in the West, enervated by secularism, who are willing to say they are repulsed by Hamas, but if you ask them their grounds for objecting to it, by what standard, all they can do is blink slowly. Why? Who says? But real evil does exist in the world, and a good example of it would be Hamas. This evil must be opposed by those who have a basis for identifying it as real evil anything else is just secularist posturing and the reason i call it posturing becomes evident if we think about it carefully for a few moments there can be no ethical judgments between nations unless someone has been established by the ancient of days as lord of the nations the good news is that he has been blah blah black sheep is now available
0: Right. Okay. Well, yeah, There's see. the end of the video, and and when he yep. ended up, I I have such serious disagreements that we now don't have the time to go into it all. Mm-hmm. But I would just say that well, the get, last get, part of one a, that well, was the part of the video that really tripped me up. Just yeah, a little bit. that uh, was that, that part there. of the video shows, you know, that Doug Wilson is really just a complete idiot.
2: You well, can't
1: I'm, say it no, by the way. See, Jason, he would have said that forty years ago. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Exact just an example of what. Well, I was to like.
0: say that Israel has no more right to their statehood as any other nation. Well, if you view is, though, a, Jeff, Israel, the church replaced Israel. It's just like, yeah, right. which makes him an idiot. Which, if you, if well, you believe that, <laughs> but then I'm you're saying, an idiot.
1: I'm saying, yeah. I guess, I'm just guessing mm-hmm. here, but I guess it's out of that. There's only way you could make such a statement.
0: Yeah, it is. I agree because then you say you would have to say praying for the peace of Jerusalem and so on. One twenty two. The part I don't is, uh,
1: understand is if we've replaced Israel, I want I want my mm-hmm. land back. <laughs> you know, that's just all i got to say about not that. only
0: that if you believe that you need to move over there and start fighting against the but i'll tell you this
1: way. we see this guy as our brother right oh
0: yeah absolutely he's just an idiot yeah. about that one thing yeah but, i mean yeah i mean um, and you are three or four things absolutely. so he's still a head. Yeah, i own it i am an idiot that's the difference between me and him i'll admit i'm an idiot he's got five dollar words to explain a 50 cent problem
1: yeah okay. and, and i'm just saying
0: that really seriously i I'm, I'm, you know with yeah. that in that part he's he's just wrong he's Mm -hmm. bad wrong because to make that statement and say israel has no more right to their land than any other nation is calling god a liar that's dangerous and there's a certain that's very dangerous
1: i mean mean, you know you respect men you respect women you respect children and you respect israel i'm sorry yeah (laughs) i mean mean, that's 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 together. well but
0: really that that part is the truth and you know to that's why you got to end up at this at this place here the teaching of the word of god has to be more than an intellectual relationship it has to be a spiritual experience and encounter mm-hmm. if you're just going to intellectualize then you you would probably end up making the whole bible just a allegorical book of symbols mm-hmm. but if you have a, an experiential relationship with the Holy Spirit, then there is a difference in the way that you look at the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and so you can't look at the Word of God and come up with this kind of an opinion. That's, that's yeah. just really stupid. And well, let by, me
1: give you my summary on it. Yeah, my summary is he's assuming that I've listened to him before. I can tell that he's yeah. assuming because yeah. he says a lot of things that I have to draw conclusions from. Yeah. I don't even know if it's right. So he's assuming that I know how he thinks. And that's the first time I've ever heard the guy. Yeah. But I can tell he's assuming that I know how he thinks on a lot of things, which I do not. Yeah. No. And so and, and so the title of that last category he had there is be careful what you deify. Yeah. that's, that's, that's That was the title of yeah. his conclusion. Right. So that rate, be careful. I said, okay. So I was waiting, and I didn't get it. Yeah.
0: Well, can I tell you what I think he's implying? What, what was he implying? I think he's implying that if you think Israel has that's as much of a saying. right or or more of a well, that's right, that's the to only write, conclusion
1: I can. Then have. you're deifying. Yeah. That's that's. I, I would I would agree with
0: you. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. that's what yeah. he's yeah. saying,
1: and that's why. I and think I think that's, you know, that's the reason it kind of offended us a little bit or something. Not yeah, th- that, I was
0: that,
2: waiting that, on part. Really I was waiting really, on. Yeah
1: i was waiting on it
2: (laughs) yeah well i I was thinking
1: i was thinking that he must think i know something that that i don't know because i mean well he
0: does he makes all kinds of assumptions in there and
1: and and so can i just
0: point one thing out right quick? okay Mm -hmm. we're gonna give you one all right and that's it john erskine wrote in Mm -hmm. and he's a friend of mine yeah he said he said yes this is very different he looks good with no hair I don't have to go any further. Oh, wow. well, well, thank you, I do that I Kind of kinda of of going John. off that we
2: had somebody send in something that would uh, oh. Oh. I'm, I'm thinking this reminds them of okay. Jeff. Oh, no. oh. You ever see one of those? Look at that. Oh, Hairless cat Yeah,
1: yeah, blue eyes and all. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, okay. So But you need headphones on. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can say So, so John so John's on there today. Yeah, John's on there. And um, John's a dear friend of ours. Yeah. You remember John? Oh, I remember John. Bless you, John. Glad you're I'd here with to, us, John. I'd love to see you again. That's great. Come down our way, and we'll introduce you to, to Jason, and you'll understand mm-hmm. the new cross we have to bear. Yep. <laughs>
1: okay, quit yep. it off. <laughs> listen, listen, we're, we've got uh, our next podcast I think we're going to come up with. We're going to mention about a dream that uh, Chris, Chris, Reed. Reed. Chris Reed had. Down at Morning Star, some people, uh, maybe in, from the dispensational camp and the covenant camp, will not like Morning Star. But uh, we we'll hit them all. We'll hit. Yeah. We just think that God's placed everybody in the body where it pleases
0: Him. Dispensationalism includes room for everybody. It's Isn't a big in- tent. It's a it's However, a, no one <laughs> includes us poor, ragged, dispensationalists.
1: <laughs> like a red stepchild. We're left out. I know. We'll come eat at your house, but that's you right. won't come oh, eat at our house. All right, Jason, call us out of here. Yeah. All right.
2: Hey, Jeff, can I have yeah. your phone with that song on it so we can play it on the way out? Seriously, really? Yeah, really.
0: You can do that. Yeah. I think that's pretty Let's good. It it, it's open a it song up. that uh wrote. Haley which is
2: Jeff's wife. We'll give we'll you a little preview to it. We won't play the whole thing, but we'll use it on the way out.
1: I think that's a good idea. This is one that Haley wrote two weeks ago, and Jeff. I think it was kind of a movement of yep. the spirit really at was. your church two weeks ago. And uh, well, it's
0: yeah. You know what? It's been building up there, and, uh,
1: and the Lord gave Haley this song, and yeah, God, God gave this song to my wife. And you can a half have to go off. Where do you go To get her music Spotify get? Spotify And what do you look under Haley Rowland Haley,
0: Haley
2: Barrett Rowland
1: Haley Barrett Rowland Spotify
2: So we'll, uh, we'll listen to this On the way out Jeff you want to Pray for us On the way out of here listen
4: for oh. sound of the
0: spirit. Lord Jesus we love you Thank you for your grace if you listen, We pray for you the, the peace of Jerusalem. of Jerusalem Amen. Strengthen your land. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yes. In these days, may we find our place in the place of the Spirit. May the Holy Spirit invade our lives, our eyes, our ears, our bodies. Raise us up in these days
4: with your word
0: to declare truth that'll set us all free yes lord god may we go out of this place in a wave of glory to meet you in the middle of the air May we be around to meet you in the middle of the air, Lord. Let us experience
4: that.
0: We love you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus Amen. Name. What was the guy's video
1: we watched? Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson. Yeah. We encourage people to watch. Doug Wilson, if you noticed, Absolutely. he was very nice in the podcast. He did not come back and cut us yeah. or anything. That's exactly he right. He did a great job. That's, That's, he yeah. really did. He really did. Hey, yeah. Doug
0: Wilson, yeah. you're my friend. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> Thank you for joining today's Smith and Rowan Show. You can check out our website at KingdomPropheticSociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollanshow.podbeam.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.